No cap, all facts, here we go, listen I can move across the aisle, never think twice Underground Railroad got me trying to see the light You can call a coach and Hey, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast And uh, glad you guys are joining us here today I just want to let everybody know that I have a special, special guest in the building today And I'm here with Mr. Matt D. La Cruz Mr. CEO of the Winning Minds Group where he does seminars and personal development. Uh, let me just give you a little bit about this guy before we even kick off. So this guy is, first of all, the founder and CEO uh, of the, the Winning Minds Group. Uh, he's a certified coach, teacher, and speaker, and a world-renowned leader in the personal development industry, all under the leadership of John Maxwell. Uh, Matt has also studied and trained under some of the top trainers in the world, including Mr. Zig Ziglar himself, Tom Hopkins, Tony Robbins, and once again, Mr. John C. Maxwell. Uh, my buddy here has over 20 years of real life experience in sales and leadership. Uh, he's also worked in a dynamic arrays of companies, small and large. Uh, he's also a member of the National Speaker Association. And I mean, listen, this list can continue to go on. This guy's been in the business like forever. And he's also very passionate about his coaching uh, with people both on their personally and professional lives and uh, with such topics as attitude, goal setting, work-life balance, sales, and leadership. So I got Mr. Matt here. Go ahead and say hi to the people. Well, okay, Q, I just want to, first of all, I just want to say thanks just for uh, giving the opportunity to to share my story with you. And I'm always appreciative anytime someone's willing to listen to what I have to say. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you had a story and if the people are willing to listen to the story, it may touch one or two people. And and the the story and and the message is really to give people that hope. And the old saying, there's power in the present when there's hope in the future. And it started out a little bit with me on on how I started out, right? I was was floundering, uh, 17, uh, living on the beach in Southern California, Huntington Beach, California. Uh, raised in obscurity by my father, who was uh, probably one of the most negative men in the world. He was an alcoholic, verbal, physical abuser. Um, and one of the things I did learn from my growing up was that uh, you can you can heal on the physical abuse, but it's the mental abuse. That mental really sh- it shatters you. It, it, you know, we, I, I'll never forget my motivational talk from my father was, "You're a loser. You're good for nothing. I don't even know why I had you." Uh, you'll probably end up in the jail in jail by the time you're 16. So oh, yeah. think about that, right. right? I mean, it's being raised like that, and then you start believing that. So right. I was always in trouble, and I was a terrible student in school. But uh, dropped out of high school at 17. Yeah, no way. Now, see, I just learned something about this guy today, guys. <laughs> so it, and so it's interesting because when I dropped out of high school at 17, I I didn't know where to go. So I packed up what I owned and. At the time, my assets were a surfboard, of course, wetsuit, sleeping bag, my clothes, and I drove a 1960 Volkswagen that I paid 250 bucks for, and I went to the beach. I didn't know where to go, so I'm living on the beach, sleeping on, on, under the pier. And back then, though, for some reason, it was cool because uh, we were called beach bums. Okay. Uh, today, we call them homeless people. Right, okay. And um, I didn't finish high school, and the best job I can get was a dishwashing job, and that's what I started out, washing dishes with three illegal immigrants. In fact, they used to call us the four Mexicans in the back. And that was my start. That was my start, yes. Oh my goodness, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so uh, excellent backdrop. uh, And and people have to know that we all come from so many different stories, lines, uh, and then those imprints that are placed on us. Okay, so now take us through that walk. Okay, where you're in one place. So God has you in one place. 
uh, and then a turnaround has to take place in your life uh, before we get to the winning mind group. So what took place to actually shift you into understanding your value, your identity, and then your purpose? So at the time, and you picture yourself in, in your early teens, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know any better, but I also didn't know. But as I grew, in fact, it was about three, it was four years ago, I wrote a program, um, one of the nine that I've written, and it's called Turning Point. And because people were asking me, I was on a radio station in Hawaii, and the guy asked me, he goes, what changed your life? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, what was your turning point? Right. And that was the thing that resonated with me because my turning point, what changed from where I was to where I started my journey was a man came into my life. Uh, this guy's name was Zig Ziglar. And Zig was my teacher mentor. He, he taught me two things. He taught me about goal setting and he taught me about attitude. Okay. And the one thing he mentioned to me, he says, you can either play the victim or you can play the victor. Right. And that was the turning point in my life. Okay. A man came into my life. I was ready and not to be cliche Q, but it was the old saying that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I, right. I was ready and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's how it pretty much started. Oh, okay. That's, and I think that that's probably one of the biggest things, um, sharing a similar background as yourself. Uh, and you do have those turning points and I'm telling you that being able to, to, uh, latch on to a mentor that can actually pour into you some self-esteem, some confidence, and an understanding of exactly where you're trying to get to map it out and help you get understanding is like, it's like life changing. So I'm glad that God was able to give you someone to help you, you know, change that direction. Yeah. He, amen. And he, that was, you know, when I look back on it today, he, he changed my life. Uh, but I was ready for it and I give him all the credit. But I, and again, all of us, every single one of us. And one of the things that I'm, I'll never forget when he said this to me, he said, Matt, people will come into your life and leave your life for a reason. Let that serve you. Okay. And there's so many of us today that who, who knows? I mean, we may not know that we have an impact on someone now, but five years from now, they come back and they say, you changed my life. Oh, and that's awesome. That and and that's awesome. where this is how this is how God works. And this is to, for us to be blessed and be favored that way. We right. have to open up our hearts, our minds and our souls, knowing that that he's there. And he's always had that plan for us. Yes, yes, yes. OK, so now we're walking down this path very gingerly here. So, OK, so now what does the winning mind group uh, offer and uh, what does it mean? Well, before you talk about what it offers, let's talk about what does it mean to you? So, you know, years ago, and I, I started my company about 30 years ago, and when I look back on it in my bio, which I look back at over 20 years experience in, in sales, leadership, and personal development, I look back on it, I'm going, my gosh, actually, so it's probably 35 years, and I never even really thought about that, but right. but, but but the Winning Minds group started was, was to be able to have an impact on other people's lives, okay. and I had a goal that probably maybe 27 years ago, 28 years ago, I had a goal that I want to impact the lives of many. Okay. And in order to set a goal, you have to be specific to be terrific. And I remember when Zig said that to me, Zig impacted the lives of 41 million people. Right. You know, Tony Robbins is over 50 million people. <laughs> That's um, awesome right there. And, and so I said, you know what? I just want to impact the lives of a million people. I mean, it's an impact like the, the goal. Yes. Not just talking to people, not just uh, talking about this or talking about that, but really having them go home and ponder about what was discussed and then letting that motivate them and push them somewhere. Exactly. That's, and that, and, and, and that was one of the things to be able to do to when we created the winning minds group, it was to be able to say, 
how can we get people to to see the hope that they can win? And and if you can believe that you can win every single day right. at spiritual, family, career, financial, social, mental health, and if I can give them an outline, what I was taught, mm-hmm. and now I can teach it to other people, which which that's really what it is. It's now that you've been blessed, now bless others with your blessings mm-hmm. and don't hoard it because eventually it gets taken away. So I wanted to be able to carry it on. And that's how I started the Winning Minds Group. Okay, uh- so just kind of give the people just a little bit of what the mind, the winning mind group offers. So basically right now, today, I do a lot of uh, personal development, mm-hmm. personal development. We do sales training, we do leadership mm-hmm. and we do personal development okay. as a whole spectrum of it. You know, I have coaching people, I coach people, I coach, you know, the average person and I coach multimillionaires and billionaires. I coach, okay. uh, we work with Fortune 54 companies, Fortune 100 companies, or we come in and we consult with them. Okay. Because we gotta get people to get an understanding that what makes a company so successful is the people. Right. So the philosophy of the Winning Minds Group is we wanna help the people become the best people they, they could become. Because okay. they have a life outside of their employment of where they work. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So everyone should win, everybody can win. And I think of it as something so simple as, hey, we, we should be blessed that we woke up in America today. Right. Not Pakistan, Stand, not right. North Korea, South right. Korea. We woke up in America. It's right. a win today. Right, right. But we got to right. believe that. Right. Okay, so check this out. Okay, so now I'm coming to you. All yes. Right? So we talked about you. Great. That means that you can answer this question that I'm about to throw at you sure. right now. So stop being a boring leader. Okay. So that's what this is what I'm uh, I, I'm I've always been troubled with is that leaders who are boring uh, and then they're boring to follow. So you're walking into a setting. You got a bunch of CEOs or VPs or directors. And this is the question that's out from the from the from the people who work from them for them. And then what is your approach to them? Like, where do you start with getting them to understand on how to be an innovator? or someone who actually sparks the people to actually work so that they can actually, you know, become that leader that actually people want to. It's like, oh, you know, I love work. I have a boss right now that I really enjoy working for. He's, uh, he understands work-life balance. So these are the things that I like that's a win for me. But from a general standpoint, like what do we tell these guys? So if you, if you think about today, if you look at, look at corporate America today, mm-hmm. other than the innovators, if you look at the innovating companies to the corporates and the corporations mm-hmm. and the leaders of all leaders, I mean, you, you would think of companies like Facebook, you think about amazon.com, you think right. about Quicken Loans and Dan Gilbert, you think about, um, you know, LinkedIn, you think about these companies today that are, that they're, they're different. They're, they're, the philosophy is different okay. because what they do is they care about the people rather than the caring about the company. Okay. So uh, there is the difference of it because when we say leader and we say leadership, I will go into companies literally and I see that they're not leaders, they're managers. And there's a huge difference of it. So to categorize it as a boring leader, it's actually because they're still in a management management position and a management philosophy. They're managing their people. They're not leading their people. So the old test of truth is turn, look around, look behind you. If nobody is following you, obviously, then you're not a leader. <laughs> but think right. about it today. If you right. could think of it, I think the people that are listening to this today, and I look back on it, I've had people that always managed me, and they managed me by activity. They managed me by, by results. Yes. They never equipped me with the tools necessary to accomplish the goal, which a leader does. Okay, I got a you. leader will see it as the foresight of here's the goal 
for all of us to do, and we will all do it together. Mm -hmm. But now the main goal, and this is what I tell, the three roles of every leader mm -hmm. is only three things, to inspire, okay. to equip, and then empower. Yep. What a manager role does is all they do is, is they put themselves in the limelight and they're just cracking the whip. It's the old carrot and the, carrot and the stick okay. versus here, let me inspire you. Mm -hmm. And let me explain this to you and, the, and your listeners do it. Because one of the things that, that we have to understand is a manager will motivate mm -hmm. and, a mo and a leader will inspire. Right. There's the difference of that it. There's a big difference. Yeah. So to motivate means you're motivating someone from the outside to get them to do something that they have to do. Okay. So of course they're boring. You're making me do this. I don't want to do it. And then they follow that manager simply because they're at level one leadership. They follow because they have to only because you have a title and a position. That is the only reason why I'm following you. I hate you. I despise you. <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh yeah. But I have to follow you or I lose my job. Right, right. right. So that's, that's kind of what I look at and categorize as a boring leader. Right. But even though I hate even using the word leader because they're really a manager. Right, right. But look on the other side of a leader. And just like what you're talking about, uh, your boss or the person that you follow, mm -hmm. it's it usually the, 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 the innovative leader, the exciting leader. These are the ones because in leadership, it's about servant leadership. Right. Right. Managers, you serve me. And then in leadership, we serve the, we serve you. We right. serve the people below. Right. Okay. And so to lead is to inspire. Mm -hmm. And here's the difference of it. Inspiration is to move someone from the inside to get them to do something that they want to do, not have to do. And the only way you can do that, think about this. The only way that a leader can lead you from the inside mm -hmm. is to hold your heart. And the only way I can hold your heart is I need to know you as a person. That's good. What moves you? That's good. Because if you ask anybody today, especially in the workplace, it's not about the money. It's about spending time with my family. Right. And, and, and how many people neglect their lives because they're, they're drilling and they're grilling. I mean, we look at people today, especially in Michigan, right? The big three, the people that devoted 40, 50 years of their life with all these promises of a pension about right. guaranteed life, health care for the rest of their lives. I mean, I mean, this, it's not like that anymore. No. It's, it's not. not. Pensions have uh, disappeared. They, they disappeared. <laughs> they it's because no one knew how to manage the money in the corporate right, side of it. Right, right, right. Man, I mean, you, listen, I was going to ask that question on a reshaping our leadership skills and our plans to become a leader that the people want to follow. But you went ahead and touched base on that. So I love that. Okay, so now how do we as leaders get that 100% out of our team that follows us? Okay, and that's pushing everyone to see their full potential and then to have them actually flourish in that potential. So you got to look at what God gave us infinite potential. Our gift to God is to develop it. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can really develop it is we got to be able to search on the inside. Okay. So the potential that we have, if you, if you were to take the seven pillars, which I teach to, to me is to be successful means you have to be successful at all seven pillars. Okay. Spiritual, family, career, financial, social, mental, and health. Okay. So those seven pillars or those seven areas, mm -hmm. we're successful in all seven of them are at our okay. potential. Okay. Because then when we're at our potential, now we can become fulfilled. Okay. And the only way that you can get happiness and joy is when you're fulfilled. Right. Right. Because I know a lot of people who have the money, but they don't have the health 
or I know people that have the great business and the health, or the have, they have the, the 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 business, the money, but they don't have the family to share it with, the love. Right. right. So then we have a bunch of lonely, wealthy people out there. Okay. And but I'd rather, it's like I always tell people, I'd rather have a wonderful love affair, and live on a tent in the beach with my wife, right. rather than living in a twenty thousand square foot mansion by myself. Right. So I, th I think when we go back to that, is how do we tap that? Well, we have to understand that the people that we lead. Each individual has a different thing that inspires them. They all have a priority in their life. Mm -hmm. And what we usually do is we'll do what we call the wheel of life. We have people rate themselves on a scale one to 10, you know, one being the worst, 10 being the best in all seven areas. Mm -hmm. And then we'll usually find out. It tells me what they need to prioritize, even though they say my family's my number one priority. If they're not in tune and connected with God, they'll put spiritual number one, then family. <laughs> Exactly. But most people today, on the average of it, if I stop 10 people, of these seven areas, what's your number one priority? Every Nine out of 10 will pick their family. Right. But then if your family's your number one priority, then why are you neglecting your health? Right, right. Because now you're not, if you die tomorrow, you didn't take care of your family. Right, I like so that. So the goal is to help help each person. And this is how we get into what we call level number four leadership. Mm -hmm. People follow you because of what you've done for them. And as a leader, knowing and understanding the five levels of leadership, if I, if I was to be able to sit down with my people, if I, if I led 10 people and all I got to do is get eight out of 10 to follow me, I'm a successful leader because a hundred percent of the people will not. Right. But if you can get 80% of them, you're a successful leader. So if I sat down with each one of them and I said, where they are in their life. And my goal is to be able to equip them and help them get to that area. Mm -hmm. They're always going to be loyal to me. They're always going to look back and say, Hey man, he, he went, he, he, he helped me get to, it. he changed my life. He changed my marriage. He saved my bank account. He got me debt free. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to kind of spin it off. But again, today, most people I meet managers go, Hey, what they do on their own time is not my problem. I know it's bad. And I say, it is your problem. They won't follow you because you only know them and you're connected with them only at work. You're not connected as a person. That's why you don't get full potential out of your people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all, that's some good stuff right there, man. I see why you're the top man out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, so check this out. Okay, so you're Mr. Balance of Work and Life. Okay, so now we've been talking about work. We were talking about work and, 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 and being better leaders in our uh, professions. Uh, so this podcast also works on both spectrums. So I love talking about our professionalism, um, our jobs and everything because we're men. And so God has put us here and that's something that we have to do. Yes. Uh, but then there's, you know, there's another have to do, which is be a great leader as a husband of our families. Uh, so I always like to split the two. So at, from a husband standpoint, uh, what what are what are some what are some things that we could do to get that hundred percent out of our family members um that God has allowed us to shepherd over and and with the same thing which is pushing everyone to their full potential and then having them flourish in that potential but from a family standpoint because the uh the means of going about it are two different things sure uh, from just my experience alone uh, so but I do want to hear your spin on um uh, how do you balance that so, and what makes me different than any other speaker, trainer, and coach is what I teach is how I live, and how I live is what I teach. Okay, that's good. And the only way that I can do it is through my own real life experience, because there's a lot of people that will go out there and be students of something, but they don't live it. Right. Kind of walk the walk, talk the talk. So let's go back to that part. When you look at family, um, my priorities is God number one, mm -hmm. and then family. 
and then everything else will work together. Right. But it, it, on our journey towards quote success, we become, we have to be selfish right. in order for us to be successful, whether it be spiritual family career, whatever area it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us, uh, if you get into health and nutrition and you're working, working out four hours a day, seven days a week, you're taking four to the 24 hours away from your family. Correct. If you're spending eight to 10 hours or 12 hours and you're quote a workaholic, which, Hey, 20 years ago, if you were a workaholic, they looked upon you. Hey, that guy's successful <laughs> today. <laughs> I look at what people say. I'm working 50 hours, 60 hours a week and bringing my work home. I'm saying, what, what for? <laughs> That's not a success to me. Right. But again, we, remember we always go with our limited, with our beliefs or our limited beliefs. Okay. So think about it this way. I look at it and this is, is how I do it. I believe that your success is in your daily agenda. I always ask people, I said, I could, if you spent 24 hours with me and you got to live it with, live with me, wake up with me, go to bed with me, you know what I mean? Not go, you know what I'm saying? But if you lived in my house and you did what I did in 24 hours, I would guarantee you, I would up level your life. I like that. Then the question is, is if I turned around and I invested one of my days with you and I went home with you and I did what you did from the minute you woke up to the minute you woke up until you went to bed. The question is, is could you up level my life? I like that, Matt. And the question is, if not, why not? I got you. So if, if my daily agenda is in 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. 1440 minute, 86,400 seconds in a day. I don't manage my time. I manage myself with the time. Okay. Here's my mindset. Too. I always control the clock. I control the clock mm-hmm. in the 24 hours. I'm going to make sure that I get everything done. Where if you looked at, and I show people right there in writing, here, in 24 hours, you need to do something towards its growth every day right. for spiritual, family, career, financial, social, mental health. And most people in their mind, here's their beliefs, there isn't enough time in the day to get everything done. So let me give you the fact, no one gets more than 24 hours a day. <laughs> Rich people, poor people have 24 hours, right. healthy, unhealthy. So right. it's, it's not about that, but it's something that you believe. It's a lie that people hang on to because it's an excuse for them not to start their journey. This is the first seedling of what we call procrastination. Exactly. Living yesterday, avoiding today, thus running tomorrow. So what I'll do is the, it's all on the daily agenda. Monday through Friday, my agenda is exactly the same. Okay. I get up at 445. 5.45, the first thing I do is I don't turn on my phone, I don't turn on my computer, because I know the enemy, that's how he gets me. Right. So the first thing I do is I get into the Word. I go through and I'll do my day, two daily devotions, then I'll go through and I'll start reading Scripture, then I'll go through reading my Bible verses, I'll go through one proverb, five Psalms a day. This is, this is clockwork. So what I do is I arm and I start my inside world solid, okay. that is my connection with God, mm-hmm. And then I go to the gym, then I get my health done. Monday through Friday, this is my routine. And then from there, I come home, 7.15 to 7.30 when my kids are eating breakfast, connect time with my kids. 15 minutes of quality time is better than being home for an hour and not paying attention to your kids. Exactly. I do agree with that. It's being intentional. Not having good intentions, being intentional. Yep. And then from there, I'll go through, I'll start my work. From 8.30, I'm done at 4.30. So from 8.30 to 4.30, that's my business time. Okay. So some of those will be scheduled based on priority. What I can do, I do. What I can't do is somebody else can do 80% better than me. I delegate. delegate that, and yeah. then I dump what is not required, what isn't rewarding, and what does not give me a return. Three oh, Ds, three one Rs. More say that one more time. I so, like that. Th- so do what you can do and nobody else can do. Okay. Delegate what somebody could do 80% or better than you. Dump 
dump what okay. is not required of you. Okay. What is not rewarding to you and what does not give you a return. I like that. Dump it. Dump so it. you can be task driven. You can be outcome driven. Right. So at the end of the day, if I had 10 things done, I only had to do three. I delegated <laughs> and I dumped the rest of it. At the end of the day, I won because I got you everything did. done. Yes. Do you I see like what I'm saying? It. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, like I don't that. need to look and act busy anymore. I went through that you before. Did <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be 60. So, I, And for those of you that are listening, I, my gosh, get over it. You don't need to look busy because right. I'm going to ask you, what are you doing? Exactly. And you better be able to come for that time. And you have to. <laughs> you have to but when it's 4.30, we have a sit-down family dinner at 5.30. Me and my wife and my two kids. So people say, well, we don't have time to do it. That's because you say that. Right. You do have the time. You right. just got to plan it. Right. What gets planned gets done. So from there, then, you know, we quality family time. And then there's one thing that my wife and I do that is so awesome. We've known it for three years now. When the kids go to bed, my kids are 13 and, and 11, but... At from eight o'clock at night to eight thirty, we connect. Right. Nothing's on, and we just we talk. We ask questions like, "Who impacted your life today? What was you win for the day? Yeah. What did you walk away with today that you could impact someone else for yep. tomorrow? Yep, that's good. And that's thirty minutes of solid quality time. Three three years ago when we started doing it, it we we didn't have nothing to say in three minutes, <laughs> but we started, and someone said, "Just keep doing it, keep doing keep it." It's actually it, John yeah. Maxwell said to do that. Yeah. So that's that's been done, and then we'll read, and then it's lights out ten thirty, ten forty five, usually every single night, Monday through Friday. So here's what I've learned, and this is what I'll tell your audience: your morning and your evening routines should never change. I like that. Because that is your personal development time for you and your family. That's how you grow your that's how you grow your family. That's how you grow as a person. Okay. That's during good. the work time, that's your career time. From whether it be eight to five or whatever. And if you can't get it done in forty hours, ask your boss to put you in a slower group. Because there's no reason for you to bring your work home. Are you asking a man to be humble? Yes. Matt. Hey, 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 the truth will set you free, man. Right. That's what you got to do. But be truthful with yourself. You, you know, you're, it's too, they're giving you too much work. That's right. That's and, right. And I so, do like that, though. And, and that's where you have to look at. So do, the question is this. Do you control the clock? Or are you letting other people control the clock? Oh, man. Listen. I'm going to have to have you on like a thousand times. Dude. You, I, I'm <laughs> hey, I'm sure, here for you, brother. Listen, Anything I, that can impact the lives of many. I am so sure that you have so many different ways that we can do this. Okay, so check this out. Give the people a little bit about the talk uh, uh, about your uh, Mondays with Matt and the workshops. So Mondays with Matt, my gosh, what was that? Four years ago, I had a client. I spoke to a, a company in Louisville, Kentucky, and a client, it was a printing company. And the guy had a couple branches that were spread out. And he says, man, it's too bad my salespeople couldn't be here to hear your talk. In fact, I would love for you to kick off our Monday sales meetings every Monday. And I said, I'd be honored <laughs> to do it if you're willing to pay my fee. Right. And he says, well, we can't afford to pay your fee. He says, but is there any way you could do a quick recording of what you did this morning? Just shorten it so I can send it to the other branches. Oh. Oh, so okay. I said, sure, I will. So I did that. And next thing you know, it was like spreading all over the United States and other companies were getting it. And people were calling me saying, will you do that for me? Will you do that for me? Will you do that for me? And I'm saying, well, I can't do it for, for everybody, okay. you know? So there was like so many different companies. So I said, I'm going to just start doing a thing called Mondays with Matt. That's, and okay. that's what it started with. Oh, okay. So people always ask me, they say, well, well, how do you do it? And I said, I don't do nothing until I start thinking about it. And then I'll... God will lay something on my heart to say, this is what you need to speak on. And that's the best way to do it. And, and, and I'm telling you, Q, you know what's amazing about it is, is that even with the people that it goes out to, it's amazing to where it's that one or two person that shoots me an email and said, I needed to hear that today. Yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. 
So I do the Mondays with Matt. If any of your listeners want to do it, they go to my website, winningminds.com. Just click sign me up for Mondays with Matt. It's free. Yep. But it's anywhere from a three to five minute message. And it's very impactful, people. I started listening to them and they're very, very impactful. And like you said, they're very short, sweet, right to the point, and And they're great. Yeah, because I found that most people don't like Mondays aren't their favorite day. Yeah. Mondays is their least favorite. Fridays right. is their favorite. Right. But if you have the wrong mindset and attitude on one of the seven days that you're given and right. you don't use it mm-hmm. and then you don't you blow off Tuesday, Wednesday's your hump day, Thursday, Friday, you start getting into it. You're so less productive that way. Yeah. But Sunday should be preparation and reflection of the week. Right. And then you springboard into Monday. Right. That's how you beat your competition. That's how you win every single day. Man, that's so good. Yes. Okay, I got two more things, but yes. I do want to ask this because this is probably one of the greatest things uh, about your company, which is it's literally God-focused. Um, now, you really got to uh, tell me, like, because uh, the whole – mentoring and coaching and stuff does usually not centered around God. Yes. I mean, and then being very vocal about your faith, you know, some say faith, uh, the universe or something like that. But when I started listening to your Mondays with Matt, I was like, Oh, so Matt is like, you know, this is, is a God thing. This is not just, uh, you know, me just trying to do my own thing. This is literally a God led thing. And then you are very vocal about serving God, loving God, and, and giving God your all. So just explain on uh, how you were able to make that, take that stance uh, in such a world that that really shies against being able to take that type of stance when you're trying to build a business. Because normally, you know, God in that business, if it's not like a churchy type business, <laughs> they usually don't go hand in hand. So Right. And, and Q, one, one of the things I, I did, it's getting that level of awareness that I didn't realize that, you know, God had, he had equipped me. He's, he, he's been equipping me for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my gift is to be able to, to resonate with people. My gift is to be able to speak and speak in a way to where it doesn't offend people. But I, I think where, where, where I came into, I was never afraid. I was more afraid of telling people in the corporate world that I was a high school dropout. I was more versus saying that I'm a man of God. I, seriously, yeah. I, 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 I didn't tell people that for years. And my wife says, this is, this Part is what makes start. you so say, unique. Right, this right. is people relate to you. You give people hope that way. Right. So I started, I never used to tell my people my story. I was embarrassed. I used to kind of, I would detour away from someone who would say, so what school did you graduate? Or what's your resume? Right. I, I just, I was embarrassed. And cause people used to look down on me and call me a loser and right. you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But over the years, it's just been part of my grace that God has saved me. Right. And he's equipped me to be able to say it in a way to where I can say it to 500, 600 people in a public seminar and, <laughs> right. and, and use the spiritual. So when I teach about goal setting to be fulfilled, as I talk about the spiritual part, mm-hmm. part of my ministry is, is that every seminar I do, public seminar, I talk about the spiritual part. I said, some people look at spiritual as a religion. Mm-hmm. Some people look at spirituality as um, their, their their faith or universe or right, green right. or whatever. whatever. <laughs> right. But but we, we all have a connection. And I said, and some of you um, are still searching. And I say, I was baptized Catholic, but I didn't know what it meant. How many in the room here were baptized Catholic? And literally it's about 90%, 90% of the people. Yeah. And I said, but what did it mean to you? And I I said, my father used to drop me and my sister off, drop us off and pick us up. That was Mm -hmm. going to Catholic church. 
But after that, all of a sudden I said, you know, what, what is it? And I just, I drifted away from it. And then someone had kind of came into my life. God put someone in my life who looked like us surfers at the beach. And next thing you know, we're going to Maranatha village, Calvary chapel, Costa Mesa, California. And okay. I'm being saved by pastor Chuck Smith. <laughs> and good. next, you know, so this is kind of how it started. So I found a way to be able to speak to the public. And then I asked him, I said, for those of you who are still searching and still uncertain, mm-hmm. I said, take your business card and write spiritual on the back of it. And I'm going to send you a little gift and I'm going to send you my letter of testimony on how I was saved. That is really good. Man. And I remember we were in Hawaii. My gosh, we must've had 128 business cards that had spiritual on the back. That's and it's, a really good idea. And so what I did is I sent them my letter of testimony. I had my wife write it up. I said, here, just take this dictation down. Here's my, here's my testimony. And I, so I bought all the, about a lot of the Andy Stanley, how good is good enough books. That was the book I would start with. Okay. And then we do okay. secrets of the vine, Bruce Wilkinson, mm-hmm. the prayer of Jabez. And then I would send, I would buy cases of purpose driven life. Yes. If people still stayed with me. Oh, I was a great book. That was a great book. It was awesome. And then I'd send out the purpose driven life yeah. and stay connected with them. Here was, here's what is amazing. When I started getting emails back saying, Matt, I started going back to church. Matt, I started getting closer to the Lord. Matt, I got water baptized. Matt, I've been born again. And I'm sitting there going, this is my ministry. Exactly. This is exactly how it was. Because as you know, the enemy is behind the corporate walls. I know. And because of what what God has equipped me to do is because I speak and train in the corporate is to be able to do it that way. And I would say maybe less than a half a percent of someone might say something. I'll take that. I know how to deal with it. I, yeah, of course. But we, that's the person that just say, okay, there's the person now who I need to pour that's into. That's the person you actually yes. need to take time off. Yes. Oh. That's why I need to minister See, to. and I love to witness, dude. I think that that's, yep. that's the greatest Brother, thing. Brother, I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing it's in the, the world. Greatest it's the greatest thing ever. It's when God gives you strategy to manipulate around yes. the enemy's territory. Amen, man. And Amen. get people to see God for who he is. Man, yes. That is just that's phenomenal. Man. Yes. Okay, so to conclude our show for today, I want you to let the people know where they can find you. So if you go to winningminds.com mm-hmm. and you can go to our website, there's you can sign up for, you'll be part of our email list. I send a monthly newsletter out. What's trending in personal development, in sales, and leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, it also lists all my events that's coming up. In March here in Michigan, I've got uh, March 9th, I got Building a Life of Significance. I got Sales Mastery for the salespeople. And then I got Unleash the Leader Within on March 23rd. Okay. And then I do a speaker's summit. And these are people who wanted to be a speaker trainer or a coach who okay. want to do that as a business or in the corporate side. They want to be better speakers, public speakers. Okay. Um, I do a two-day event. That's coming up March 18th and 19th. Yeah. And then I'm off to Hawaii. That's the one in Troy, right? Uh, that's the, it's at the, it's at the Sheraton at, at Novi. Novi. Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think about planning on going to that yeah. one. And that one, on. what that one does is it really teaches you how to do a keynote because so many people are great speakers. Yes. Their gift is that. And I'll tell you the last three groups we had in there, it was the last, as last two we have, we only do eight people because I pour into them for eight people and I teach them really good too. how to be a good speaker how to build a presentation, and if they want to build a business, how to build a business. And the last two groups we had of eight each, every single one of them were people of God. They were people of faith. It was the best. So I'm saying... I know that that really felt even more. Oh my gosh, because I know what what God is. God opened that door up for me to be able to teach the people and equip these speakers to be better and how to take 
how to take their message and their story and bring it in the same way I'm doing it to yeah. duplicate. Yeah. And I see that I got people from all over the country that fly in to do this. So it's pretty awesome, man, dude. Yes. yes. That is uh, just fantastic. So you guys listen, go over to the uh, winningminds.com website where you can find everything you need about Mr. Matt Dela Cruz. Uh, he's an awesome man. Uh, he's becoming a great friend. Uh, we got some big things that's going to come uh, come up uh, later on in this year. I hope <laughs> as we continue to work together. Yes, sir. Uh, so listen, I want. I'm glad everybody was able to join us on today. Uh, check this out. I want you guys to subscribe to the uh, to the podcast. I want you to share with all your friends. Uh, please leave a comment uh, uh, in the comment section if you have any questions for Mr. Matt. Uh, definitely get them to him. And once again, uh, just thank you for being here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dela Cruz. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, we're out of here. Peace out.